I go, can I get a Negroni? He goes, yeah, but do you want a white Negroni? I was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, my God. So then he made me a normal Negroni and a white Negroni, gave me them both, and he goes, take a sip of that. And no, And, dude, oh, my God, he did the straw thing where he, like, held the bottom of it and tasted, tasted it. Himself. And he goes, Yeah. oh man welcome back to oops the podcast all right lots to unpack here i got something for you please julio julio i don't know where you came up with that idea dude this guy was a huge turkey what is this japan which is one of the reasons why i hadn't told you about it no and i also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me yeah yeah which of course you were oh yeah Welcome back. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. That is Julio Gallarotti. Let's go, baby. Sporting a fresh chop. Let's go, baby. Dude, so I'm st- I know you guys are now going to start. I'm really building this up too much, but I'm preparing for the Halloween costume. <laughs> I've begun. I need I need the cheek beard to grow in. Oh, my God. My beard is traditionally a little bottom heavy, like my body. All right. There we go. <laughs> Thought of that this morning. I was excited to say it. Sure. Uh, so I'm prepping. So the hair needs to be a certain way because then it needs to be cut again. And Wow. You're going to cut it again. We're going to go for it. Yeah. Wow. It needs to be like bangs. Yeah, sure. Well, you don't have a ton of time. I mean, how far can you get here? No, no. The hair doesn't need to grow long. That's the thing. It just ah. needs to be like this, but like the sides need to be a little tighter. Got it. So it's almost like a front mullet. Mm-hmm. By the way, you do look quite wet right now. <laughs> do I? Yeah. What is this? Do I think I- your hair seems to retain moisture better. <laughs> you know? If I were crossing this Serengeti, I'd want you nearby because we could just wring your mop out in the mid mid trek. <laughs> I took a shower this morning and I did my typical drying protocol. I wrap my head in a towel and I push. So you're not, you're not tousling. I don't do that. I worry that it's bad for my roots. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. Unreal. What is your morning routine? Because I noticed you've been like taking some risks lately. I've noticed with your hair. With my hair? Yeah. Have I? Yeah, you've been giving a little fluff. You've been doing a little a little thing. I guess that's probably because we're on camera constantly here. Got it. And we used to record in my home. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't give a shit, you know, yeah. uh, about how I looked really. And now, for some reason, the stakes just seem a little higher, yeah. uh, etc. So, Well, dude, this is funny too because I've. how did I never think of this? Like... There would be like every once in a while there would be a day where Francis would just be like in between episodes he'd like get up shake it out of bed he'd be like it's because you're in your fucking house dude yeah right that's why right that would happen I would just sort of feel you l- just have been in your house all day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I I don't spend a whole lot of time there it's yeah. I definitely do miss it a little bit but uh, all good things dude I had I had an, an event this weekend that I need your ruling on um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. We had some we had some folks over. Amazing. I'm having, was, I'm having FOMO already. Yeah. It, oh, I, I asked you if you guys were around. I was out of town. I was out of town. I was out of town. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You were in Salt Lake City. Yes, yes. Which I want to hear all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a bunch of stuff. In fact, 
Do, do, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. We always no, do don't me do, first. We always don't do you me do that. first. Don't you do that. We just, talk, we just talked about my beard and my bangs, dude. Okay. We did a little me. Yeah, we did a little you. <laughs> now it's my turn. That's your turn. For the next 55 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for the next five ad reads, it's, uh, it's Franny time. Now, I'll do this as quickly as I can. So... We had people over, right? And it was uh, it was not our... I guess it wasn't our typical really planned out day. Okay. There so were no invitations. No, no. no. Okay. Yeah. There was no theme. Yeah. That's there was right. no DJ. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an organized event. It was a more casual come over people, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And we had people over and we... It, it wasn't clear... I had sort of convinced Sierra that we should have some people over. And she said, sure. And as a result, I would say the bulk of the initial invite wave was my and our friends. Got it. But once things started to cook a little, uh, she threw out a couple of feelers. Got it. And she hit on those feelers. She hit hard on the feelers. To the degree that... A lot of, uh, you know, we had a bunch of people come over. It was casual, whatever. And then all of a sudden, there were a lot of people at our house that I did not know. All of a sudden, the fire marshal showed up, dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny that you say fire marshal. <laughs> oh, no. Because, and we've talked about this. You know Roan? Yeah. So Roan and his wife came. They live in Dumbo. Amazing. And he was like... Initially, I had invited him, and he was like, uh, we'd love to, but we're with two of our friends, uh, one of my wife's friends, and my buddy who's a firefighter, so maybe that's too much, <laughs> which I laughed at because I was like, imagine if I were to tell him, no, now you can't come now that you're bringing a, you're with a fireman, you know? Um but sure enough, we the, all these people came. I got a little on edge. We were playing cornhole. Some so guy you, was. So you didn't know a lot. how many people did you not know? Probably like ten. So it was all like random plus one type of situation. Uh, I think yeah, and also a crowd of Sierra's sort of younger friends ish. I don't even know how she knew them. Oh wow. Uh, maybe through work. Maybe through where she went to college. But that would have thrown Hill Hill Dog for a loop. Dude. Yeah. I, it, Anything it, new? You need to soft intro it. Yeah, just, anything new just, at all. And, and, and to, to, to sort of <laughs> highlight the point, I'm playing cornhole, and these two guys were like, can we get next? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And I didn't know them. I met, met, met them. And then all of a sudden, the guy standing next to me in the next game it is talking shit to me. <laughs> I knew that this is where this was going. And you must have hated this. He's talking shit. <laughs> And then he reveals that he works at Barstool. Oh, what? And so, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry we've never met, you know? Yeah. And he was like, well, that's okay. I started working there right after you left. And then, and I work in merch. Oh, nice. And I have no problem saying this, but I, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. And he's in my home. He's talking shit to me. <laughs> and he works at my workplace. Yeah. And so there was this kind of breaking of a professional wall where all of a sudden I was like, you know, I, and I had Roan there. So Roan works at Barcelona too, but like he's a friend beyond the wall and yeah. to have, to learn that there's a, another employee from your job at your home 
that you didn't invite that you don't know just made me think like, all right, I need to fucking reel myself in a little here. I need to be on guard. Right. He's like, oh, you called out a cornhole shot, pal? He's like, pull your panties out of your tush. <laughs> you're like, he's like, oh, I work with you, by the way. You're yeah. Like, what? Also, 1930s bootlegger. <laughs> He's running rum for Barstool. You know, we got extra, a big shipment extra. coming in. Uh, a couple of crates of the good stuff. Be on the docks at 9.30. Yeah, 9.30. 30. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, no wonder. You work in merch, you say. You know? Huh? Is that what we're calling Is it? Merch? Code, code name for rice wine? For mer- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, no, but the shit talking he was doing was he kept questioning the scores that I was calling out, (laughs) like, four or five times, to the degree that I would then have to, like, count the bags, and he would do it by being like, you're not much of a math guy, are you? Oh, God. And I'd be like, dude, why don't you just fucking go? Why don't you leave? That's what I wanted to say, but because I knew that he was, like, a friend of one of Sierra's invites, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. But I also just would have been 10 times more comfortable if he had never told me that he worked at Barcel, which I can't blame him for. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. It just meant I felt like I was... He needed to disclose that. ...under watch. Yeah. And all, you know, I'm with my wife. We were in our home. I don't know. It just... Does that make sense to you that Um, I would be, like, more uncomfortable because of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, like, if, you know... If you want to just do shit that you don't want to do in front of work people. Yeah. I'm not it's saying a good impulse. we're not these people, but let's say that I had like wanted to whip out our heroin bag. Right, exactly. <laughs> this, that's exactly now where I'm, my brain Now went. it's like this guy could fucking hop on Reddit and just be like, uh, you know, I happen to know for a fact that Francis right. does heroin on Saturday. Right. Strangers in general and that sitch make it a little uh, more tense and you feel like maybe people are watching you. And then somebody at work, it's a, a whole different thing. Yeah. But if you guys are wondering if we're going to have merch for Oops! The Podcast, I guess the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but we will have illegal liquor with our name <laughs> on right. it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oops! Um, yeah. So anyway... All of this serves to put me on edge a bit, which now fast forward, luckily the part... And by the way, that guy turned out to be totally fine. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He was totally fine, totally gracious. He ended up leaving all... You know, not that we asked him to, but it was <laughs> it was fine. And then... And Roan then, did not bring him? What's that? Roan did not no. bring him? Also, Roan... How old is he? He's he, probably my age. Oh, okay. 33, okay. 32. He's a young he's a young face. Yes. Yeah, he's very I was just surprised to hear warm. he's married. I don't know. I yeah. don't know him well. No, enough. I think he's I think he's my age. Cool. Um so anyway, fast forward, party kind of boils down, people leave, we order a couple of pizzas, do our our usual like let's go over to the table and start yeah. playing some fun games and and Sierra loves that game Snake Oil. It's a good one. Yeah, where you, it's word association, you you pitch a product by combining two words from the seven cards that you have in your hand and everyone's getting into it. People are having a good time, but Roan's buddy, the fireman is not into the game at all. And he's pretty fucked up and he's just trying to sort of torpedo the game. (laughs) So out of turn, people are like in the middle of their pitch and he's just taking his cards and being like cock spider (laughs) net 
like whatever and i'm like all right hey come on you know let's yeah, let, let her try hey remember you put out fires you don't start them there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and he'd, he'd be like all right sorry 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 sorry, 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 you're sorry. Right, you're and then <laughs> two minutes later he'd be right back at it like and he'd and he'd like turn to me and be like you don't actually think this game is fun do you oh my god like you, you really oh my god you think this is he, you know you, you think this game is cool like what what are we doing oh, here no. this is bullshit and i'd be like come on and then finally i like looked at him and i was like if it's fun if you buy in you have to buy in can you buy in <laughs> i was like talking to a five-year-old petulant oh, kid at, at god, soccer dude, camp that's a great you know, and <laughs> a day, dude. and and he kind of and he kind of did, but then immediately unraveled. And then Sierra got up to like clear some cups or something, and he goes, "It's kind of quiet, but there's only, again, there's only seven people there." He turns to me, he goes, "You've been such an amazing host, seriously." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, man." He goes, "Your wife, on the other hand, little over the top." No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those were his actual words. That's crazy. Record skip. Whole party grinds to a halt. I said, what? And he goes, your wife. She's a little over the top. He doubled down? Yeah. And, And by the way, both Roan and I, the second he said it, we both knew. Okay. There is a a a bomb has been initiated. Like uh, the timer has been this timer timer has started, and there's only one person here who has the ability to defuse it, and that's him. And the only way that he can defuse it is if he has some sort of punchline joke <laughs> that makes this magically funny to everyone, and most importantly to Sierra. Oh my goodness! Because she she's tur- heard it and turned, and was like, "What?" And he just said it again, and he had nothing. And then we were in this like no man's land, where basically it was like, "Do I ask him to clarify what he means?" <laughs> and oh my God. which would in given the state that I knew he was in, which he's pretty banged up but he was like totally coherent and and somebody who doesn't look drunk wasn't slurring his words i was like you know i I knew that if i was like explain that it would have only gotten worse Mm -hmm. right but there was no coming out of it it had been said the elephant in the room had been set free and (laughs) Sierra immediately came and stood over him and was like, I will fucking, I don't even know what she said, but something like, I will, I will bury you or like, I, I don't know what she said, but was like, you have no idea like what you're saying and, and you're being really rude. I, I don't know. But it, she was like trying to find the dagger to say, um, but was pretty flustered, understandably. And Roan was trying to be like, I think he's just trying to be funny and I was like, yes, Sierra, I got it. You, I don't know what you meant there, but I think it's probably time for you to go. <laughs> no. And he goes, you're probably right. And they left. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then <laughs> how many people are in the room at this so point? So once Roan took him out, 
at that point, it was just Alex Bennett, Graham, me, and Sierra. Okay. And over the next hour, we basically just rehashed that moment. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've, I've thought a lot about it. I mean, first of all, I'm not bothered by it. Sierra was able to laugh it off the next day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a you know hollow insult. It's so from a vague. Drunk person. It's so vague. Not a big deal. What could it mean? Could it mean in in his mind was he thinking that she was being overly attentive? Probably the game. Like in his mind, the game. He's not a game guy. Yeah, and that that person exists. Hundred percent. That oh, yeah. guy who's like games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you'll deal. You'll you'll meet that opposition occasionally. Yeah. So probably something like that. A hundred percent. That's probably what it was. You know, I hadn't really thought of that for some reason. Yeah. Um, but my mind quickly went to this thought of you know what if what if when I had said it's probably time for you I said respectfully I think you should probably leave. What if he had been like. Go fuck yourself. I'm not leaving. You got to lay him out, dude. For real? Yeah, you got to lay him out. You, what, are you, what else are you supposed to do? You just hand him your penis and balls? You got to fucking lay him out, dude. So you punch him? Yep. Got to smoke him in the face. <laughs> but we have, like, nice furniture. I, I know. I, <laughs> you got it, dude. You got it. Even if you get cro- even if you get fucking, even if you lose the battle, you can't let somebody do your wife like that, bro. And especially I like, know. there's this new vibe from you now that you're a married man that I've sensed. It's a nice vibe. Mm. But there's this vibe of like, all right, I'm a married man now. None more of this fucking tomfoolery. <laughs> Meaning like, you're like, I want to, I want to be around to enjoy being married, to yeah. being a newlywed. Yeah. I want to spend time with my wife. Here you are in your house with your wife. And your friends and their wives, and now fucking some some guys like, hey pal, your fucking wife is. This is your moment, dude. And you handled it well. You avoided it. You know, you didn't yeah. let it escalate. It was funny, you know, when I said it instantly. Uh, I I started just looking around. I was like, I was doing the Jason Bourne thing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, there's a chair there. There's a table there. I'm probably gonna. I would probably just try to choke him out. Yeah. Uh and so that we so that we could just subdue the situation with as little damage as possible. Yeah. But I also quickly clocked Graham Bennett, oh, yeah. who is huge, huge. <laughs> and he's sober. Yeah. And I had bonded with him all day. So I knew there is somebody here with the strength and wherewithal to to break this all up right power in numbers if this were to get out of hand yeah um and that made me feel good just just from the standpoint of like this wouldn't be some two two baboons rolling around right, right. breaking shit you know right whatever right. um and fortunately none of that happened but oh my god i just couldn't ha- i i'm glad yeah that's exactly right. I would have. I wouldn't have wanted to just punch him in the face. I think I would have gone over and grabbed him and just made him unconscious. Can, do you know how to do that? Yeah. How did you learn how to do that? Krav Maga you, class? YouTube. <laughs> really? It's really easy. Oh my god! It's it's is it is what you think it is. Right. It's just you need to use you use this arm to up to oh, wow. to cut. It's not this. 
It's this. The side? Yeah, it's the blood flow to the brain. Whoa. Um, and and you basically like create a tourniquet with your arms around the neck and then they pass out. Wow. And if you don't release it, you can kill them. Got it. Which is when it gets bad. So how do you how are you supposed to know when to release? Well, if your their body goes limp. Okay. I mean, and he's thrashing what, around, and, he's, and then all of a sudden, he's not. And what is the time period from when he initially goes limp to when you can go too far and kill him? I'm not sure. Okay. But I do think I would have the sense to, to release mm-hmm. and not keep choking somebody. Right. Do you know? Yes. Dude, you got to love a nice, fresh hangobi. Buddy. These I, calms. I've been drinking them every night. The calm is where it's at. Um. Yeah, it can put you, it puts you down. It, it 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 if you don't watch yourself, you'll be snoozing on the couch yeah, after drinking yeah. one of these bad boys. Dude, yeah, the chamomile is super soothing. Mm-hmm. It is a delicious drink. I also like it for um, mixing drinks. Uh-huh. And dude, I'll tell you what, this is crazy, and I will tell more about this story on a future episode. But I drank a hangobi with tequila late at night. I went to recycle the can in the hallway. At four o'clock in the morning, I locked myself out of my apartment and Hillary was gone. And I had to roam around till 8 a.m. when the doorman came in. Are you for real? Yes. <laughs> it was terrible, dude. It was terrible. You had to roam? I roamed. And that's a, sno- that's a sleepy roam, too, after dude, drinking one of these puppies. Bro, I was waiting for shit to open. I was like standing outside of Equinox at 5.30 in oh the morning. Oh, my God. Dude, that is my nightmare. Terrible. What are you wearing? Uh, thankfully shoes and short and pants. Wow. Dude, brutal. So anyway, <laughs> don't get too relaxed drinking these hangovies or yeah. you never know what'll happen. Keep your wits about you. Uh, <laughs> I personally love the, the, I like it for its calming effects. The calm, uh, Julio likes it for the late night <laughs> yes. adventure, I guess. That's uh, right. it is delicious. Tart cherry, elderberry, chamomile, valerian root. And that's probably got some high valerian in there too. Oh, oh yeah. That's a little house of dragons oh, reference. HOD. Um, yeah. the, yeah, the hangover is a great drink. Oh, in over 150 stores now. Um, they're really on the up and up. I prefer the calm. That's my favorite flavor, but the other ones are amazing too. Um, you should try them out and go to hangobi.com. Use promo code oops, I'm hung. You'll get 30% off of your order. Oops, I'm hung. Hangobi.com, 30% off. Speaking of which, did you see that knockout? I don't know why the guy's name is escaping me. I watched like an hour and a half of his knockout reel. Uh, Boxing heavyweight. The guy who lost the tight to Fury three or twice. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Dude, that was a really... It sucks to get knocked out and to like be embarrassing when you're knocked out, I just feel bad for those guys. It's like they're these prize fighters. Yeah, right. And now all anyone remembers you for is like looking up at the ceiling. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I mean, that guy has like 42, 43 wins and 42 of them are knockouts. too. Yeah. And the yeah. knockouts are vicious. Yes. But the crazy part is, is that Tyson Fury beats him every time. I know. I know. I know. Beats him every time. And it's, that's one for the boys in a way. Tyson Fury is kind of a little doughy. You know he's I mean? a he's a gypsy king. He's yeah. he's a piker. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a fucking piker. He is. Dude, yeah. it's crazy. And like Deontay Wilder is like an absolute physical 
yes. specimen. Yeah. It's as if they opened him from the box. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Action figure, 100%. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no. That it's was right. the natural progression of that. Well, dude, listen, I think at the end of the day, I don't want people to think that I'm encouraging you to knock people out. It's like if a person, though, like what are you supposed to do if that guy keeps going? You can't. There is a point where, unfortunately, it's you, you turn back to what we do in the wild yeah you know what i mean that's what kind of separates us from animals is that we have other options before it gets there but like sometimes but don't you got to defend yourself there there does come a time though where we are adults and i want to say sort of evolved dignified people Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you know i can let things go Mm -hmm. because to engage in violence with this guy, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, think of think of what you open yourself up to. You're, Liability, you're right. absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, all, getting hurt yourself, mm-hmm. breaking shit. I don't know, all kinds of stuff. You know, that doesn't read very well. Like Francis Ellis injures firemen in his own home. Very true. <laughs> true. It doesn't. No matter what he's done, I, I, I just. I think, like, no matter what, getting him out of the door, even if it means I have to swallow an insult mm-hmm. and and then convince Sierra to swallow the insult, um, in the end is always the correct, yeah, solution. Probably with you know, I I I don't know, I don't know that I at this point in my life can want to be the punches. only time I can justify violence is in self defense. Right. If we're walking along and people start mugging us and trying to attack us. Mm-hmm. Just about. Yeah, that's good. That's a pretty strong. That's pretty strong. What you just said. <laughs> it's pretty strong. I've rescinded my comment. No, earlier, no, you don't have to. I, no, but you're right. Like I should have. I should employ what you're saying. Not that I'm out here smoking dudes in the face, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, you know, in a situation like that, I too, I'm like, okay, dude. Time to take a hike. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see it progressing to fighting. But you're right. Like, there's no reason to be throwing the first punch. As adults, there's just like too much to lose. It's not worth it. I also don't just so think, you can look like a tough guy. I don't think throwing <laughs> the pu- punch is is the right move. I think it's choking someone out. Yeah, no, yeah. If you're the capable, the goal is to capable. just. Is this guy a big guy? He's he was stocky for sure. Yeah, He's fireman. You know? Yeah, no, I figured. Um, yeah, you know, I guess if you can pull off the chokehold, go for it. Avoid uh, the blood and uh, yeah, human liquid. Anyway, so that was that. But all of this got me thinking. Okay, so here's one for you. Let's say that there is a fire in your home and you're coming home with a bag of groceries and you look up and you see smoke pouring out of your home Mm -hmm. and your wife or girlfriend is yelling down. How many stories... Would she be up where you could catch her clean? Oh, my God. Dude, second floor probably. Second floor? <laughs> I don't think I could do it. From clean the catch, not, not, not a part of her touches the ground. Clean. Dude, no shot more than two for me. Two stories? Yeah. Okay. How many stories up could she be where you could break her fall? And she doesn't get hurt, but maybe she does touch the ground, or both of you touch the ground. Maybe, f- maybe f- fourth, maybe. 
that's pretty high. So third, you think? I'm I don't not know. sure. I'm, I'm not, not sure. An fourth is high, and but like I have, would get injured. Yeah, you have to remember she's not falling like a damsel. She's she's just, she's not fall. She's probably pencil diving, but with erratic limbs, mm-hmm. right? So Jeez. you know you, you, she's not turning in midair and, and, and hoping to land like a lo- like a parallel to the right, ground right, right. log. Right. Um, okay. So then, dude. Yeah. I mean, fourth floor then is probably out. But but okay. And then at what story? At what height do you just mail it in and say, "There's nothing I can do." We're both going to die if I try, so you just step aside. You got to go down swinging, bro, again. Yeah, I agree with you that. Know, you got to try. You got to give it a shot. Yeah. Hope for the miracle as yep. opposed to not trying at all. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple, you know. How many stories up would she be where even if you tried, you're both Going to die? Yeah. From her falling on me? Yeah. That's like that movie we we talk about occasionally. When Amelie, remember her mom died. That's how her mom dies. Yes, yes. Guy committing suicide <laughs> off yes. of I think Notre Dame. Um, probably, probably above a uh, sixth floor would be would be asking for trouble for both of us. Right. She'd probably die. I could potentially survive the impact of her. Yeah. Depending on how I. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be hurt. I'd probably be hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a direct hit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, this is morbid. It's morbid. What do you but think? It, what are your What are you? No, I mean, I, I calculations. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I think I like to think that first floor, I could probably catch her clean. Mm-hmm. I do think I could first floor. You mean like second? I'm sa- floor. sorry, second floor. One okay. story up. I think I could catch her clean, and then second story, I hope that I could catch her clean. But either way, I'm breaking the fall. She, yeah. you know, she's not getting hurt. She's not probably, getting hurt, yeah. probably not getting hurt. Third story, you know, that that starts to get a little tricky. That's an ungainly sort of sack of <laughs> radishes <laughs> falling out willy nilly. There's no aerodynamicness. Yeah, right. If she's if she's doing the air running thing, I yeah, mean, she I don't think is. I don't think I could even catch her from the first floor up. To be honest, if but if she was that close, I'd be like, all right, jump and like lean forward a little when you jump. Yeah, but then you risk that she's gonna over rotate and come straight down head first, and and then if you don't catch her, she's done. Yeah, fuck. And she's not like a cliff jumper type. So like when we've had those opportunities, she jumps in from the low point she, mm. she doesn't even have practice no no right exactly oh dear <laughs> <laughs> don't you think this is a fun question this is good this, this is, is a good, good question this is right a good one. this is good i like um, this a lot for us third i third story fourth story you know you're getting high fourth fifth i think that is the zone where yeah i mean you're just hoping that somehow your body can break her fall to the degree that you both survive mm-hmm. but there's this element for me of if she's 30 stories up, oh. somehow I know she's all the way up there and oh. she's yelling out and she jumps. What do you do? What can you do? You 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 try to get under it. You try to you have to. <laughs> you try to get under you it. You have to get under it. You try to get under it. <laughs> like catching a fly ball, dude. It's bad though. It's bad. At that point, she's probably at terminal velocity. Can you do um me a favor? How long oh does it take a 
a human body to reach terminal velocity. <laughs> Which I think, by the way, is 9.8 meters per second or something this like that. This is very impressive. I think it's 9.8 meters per second, but I could be wrong based okay. on the force of gravity on a human body. Do you know about this? Like, Who, hey, who said Francis isn't a numbers guy, huh, Mr. <laughs> Fireman? Oh, no, Mr. Merchman. 12 seconds. So uh, 30 stories, th- they're going to be... Okay, it would th- take her a while. That, well, no, but that it's, she'll be down before tw- That's 12 what I'm saying. So she won't reach that velocity. Correct. She'd have she to be way be. up. <laughs> okay, so this is what this says. She'd have to jump from like the tallest building in the world. Yeah, but this also says when falling in the standard belly-to-earth position. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that's like skydiver. So she's flailing. It takes longer. Okay. And she's creating more, more surface yeah, yeah, area, yeah. which creates more friction. Interesting. Um, an average estimate of terminal velocity for skydivers is 120 miles per hour, and a falling person will reach terminal velocity after about 12 seconds. Uh, okay, so that's 400. And, uh, it's 1,500 feet. 15. Uh, can you look up the average feet per story of a building? <laughs> I saw 14. Oh, uh, I uh, looked that up earlier. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so the average 14 feet. So it's 14 feet per story, and it's 1,500 feet, presuming she were to fall belly to earth. So that's like a hundred, like over a hundred stories. It's like the Empire State Building. Which, yeah, I think the 18 Empire State Building is something like is like a thousand feet or something, right? I don't. I pulled that out of my ass. How tall well, is the Empire State Building? Well, first, let me share this. This this can't wait. Um, okay, it just it just can't. <laughs> a study done in Paris in 2005 looked at 287 victims of falling and found that the falls from eight stories or higher were 100 percent fatal. Wow! So that kind of rules anything out of. But that's, those people aren't. Those are those are people that. Nobody's trying to catch those people. Those aren't wives jumping to the waiting arms of, of willing husbands who are somewhat athletic. The Empire State Building is 1,250 feet. Okay. So even jumping from the top of that, you would not reach you would not reach terminal velocity. Crazy. But interestingly, you would hit the ground before 12 seconds. Inside yeah. of 12 seconds. Makes sense. That's, that tracks. Yeah. Okay. All right. All of we'll that's, have some best practices by the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, set you up for success. That's if fascinating. You're in the I think. Situation. I think the point is, dude, that if we're talking about a residential building, you know, yeah, whatever, fifty stories or less, you gotta try. You gotta try. You gotta try. <sighs> and you also need to try to yell that they should try to jump like a skydiver. Dude, fuck. Man. They ha- they have to. If you guys are looking to step it up this fall with your fashion. Mugsy jeans is the place to go, buddy. They got us a big old package of that. I cannot wait stuff. to carry it home. I forgot to bring a bag today, and I'm going to carry it with my arms. I'm, I've been rocking the the corduroys. Sick. Oh, people have been commenting. That's how you know you have a good pant. Absolutely, is when people unsolicited are like, "Wow, are I sick. really like your pants," because they don't know that they're new. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know how happy those pants are making you. You call them cords? Cords. Which I was like, oh, cords. And then I, I like, am an idiot and didn't realize that's an abbreviation. Yeah, corduroys. But that's, that is cool. It is cool. I like that. I love corduroys in the fall. And these Muggsy cords are so comfortable and yet fit so well. Yeah. So I got to tell you guys, if you're not wearing Muggsy cords, 
jeans. Their jeans are their signature product. Uh, the jeans got, are great, especially for a, a wide-hipped man like yeah. myself. Mm. They don't elephant ear. The pockets no. don't elephant ear. No, they and lie. They lie snug and, and flush. All my big booty boys out there, you know what I'm talking about yeah. with the elephant ears. These will fit you perfectly, uh, and yeah, highly recommend. They're the most comfortable and stylish men's jeans on the planet Earth because they're designed by dudes for dudes. Never too baggy, never too tight. Treat yourself. Uh, treat yourself for once and head over to Muggsy.com and use code OOPS for 10% off and free shipping on the most comfortable jeans we have ever worn in courts. That's right. That's Muggsy.com. Use code OOPS for 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns if you don't love them. Go experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy. So here's the question I have, though. So firemen can come in and save you, right? Now, knowing that, and granted they have like protective gear on and training, but like it seems as if you'd have a better shot attempting to get out conventionally rather than jumping. Jumping, you die. Let's say that there's no choice. There's a wall of flame blocking the exits. The entire apartment is on fire. But how do you know that? Like you don't know. You, like, can, look, I, you can look and see. And, and, and you have now reached the window as a last resort. Yeah, like either way, you're gonna, the building's going to collapse and you're going to fall anyway. I mean, be- you don't know you, you you can see that from here to the door is completely engulfed in flame. Right, but like in my brain I'd be like, "All right, well if I can get through that wall of flame, perhaps there's less flame in the next room or something." Maybe. You don't know what's on the other side. I do. I think I think that people I think that people who jump from windows when it's when the, the their apartment or their home is on fire are doing so because they have no choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I guess, I guess. But, like, I wonder if there is a best move in that situation. Because that can't be. I mean, that is not a solution. You know? It is if your husband's like, I'll get yeah, you. Yeah, fair. If the husband's there. And you know that he played sports, that he's got a sturdy base. Yeah, yeah. And he's not going to step out of the way just because he knows you're up too high. Mm-hmm. You've taken hits. You've taken yeah. hits on the field. Pretty grisly. Pretty grisly uh, thought exercise, but, uh, you know, I think talk to your wife about it. I think everyone should have a, a game plan of, like, if this ever happens, FYI, you need to jump belly to earth, and I will try to catch you. Dude, if my fucking little girl was up there in a towering inferno, <laughs> I and she didn't make it, dude, I'm toast. I'm jumping <laughs> off the building, too. I'm going to run up there, and the idea of her fucking burning alive, Jesus, dude. <laughs> What Jesus, Julie? I don't know why I needed to go there. <laughs> I was just, dude. I was just with her twenty minutes ago, bro. She was. We were in a great mood. We we're, you know, we're joking around. Yeah. And I just think of her, fucking Julio. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. You'd be like, you'd be like, I got you. <laughs> oh my god. And you, you'd put down your bags. It should have been me. It should have been me. Could you? Could you? Well, here's another question. Could you sort of gather? another five people and create some kind of landing pad like a human well think about blue man group structure <laughs> type of thing <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder is there a way to link arms to create Maybe. a human safety net Maybe. is there any sort of start looking for padding yeah yeah, yeah. No, seriously yeah. I, I guess yeah like I Dude, oh, God. This is... Yeah. It does make you realize, if we're honest, that catching a baby is pretty easy. (laughs) All things considered. 
It's like it's like catching a, a, a watermelon. <laughs> I mean, the baby doesn't. There's no way really for a baby to fall feet first, such that it it becomes, you know, very hard to gather their limbs and things. They're also super durable, dude. I mean, like babies. Yeah, watching them just like be foldable, like the way they can just like yeah. sit in any position. It like put a foot in their mouth. It, I'm now seeing <laughs> seeing my current body and like how limited my movement is with when it comes to flexibility and stretching. Totally. I really envy the. I'm like, wow, all this life trauma has really turned me into this fucking box human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this sucks. All these vices. Yeah, dude. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. That was uh, my major question for you today. I like that, too. That's a good one. Um, dude, when it comes to men's grooming, Manscaped, the pinnacle. It really is. I, you know, I've gotten into boxing a little bit, so I'm starting to feel kind of kind of chiseled. Yeah. I'm already seeing the, the weight melt off. I'm liking my body. And I was wearing a pretty thick coat of Fran fur. And I took the old <laughs> Lawnmower 4.0, the latest and greatest from Manscaped, put a little... A little uh, guard on there just yeah. so I wasn't going all the way down. Yeah. Gave myself a little once over. And you know what? I immediately looked five times more cut. Gave yourself a judge. You gotta, if you're looking, if you like the way you look and you're looking good, you deserve to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, not Agreed. covered in seaweed human fur. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I also like a lot of the so- the side products. I recently reorganized my uh, my medicine cabinet mm-hmm. and there is products for the men, the men's area for mm-hmm. freshening. Yep. Uh, and Hillary says that I should have included it with the other sprays. I have a hairspray and a face mist. Mm. And then there's also the below the belt region. And I argued that despite the fact that they're all sprays, there's one section for below the belt sprays and one section for above the belt sprays. Absolutely. Good uh, stuff. I also love the ear uh, nose trimmer. As we get older, our nose hair start to get longer. You got to keep those in check. They really do. You could, you could repel out of a burning house <laughs> with what we've got growing from the old nostrils. <laughs> Um, guys, the performance package 4.0 is what has you covered across all your bases. You got the lawnmower 4.0 with its all new skin safe electric trimmer, no nicks or cuts. The weed whacker, which is the ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserve preserver, which is the anti-chafing ball deodorant that would go in your, uh, I'm not sure which of your below the belt misting category, <laughs> yeah. the crop reviver, which is ball spray toner. <laughs> And the magic mat, which is disposable shaving mats, so that you don't get your little uh, hairs all over the all over the floor, and have your <laughs> wife or girlfriend come in and be like, "What happened in the here?" Magic mat. Yeah. So go to manscaped.com and get twenty percent off. Twenty percent off, guys, and free shipping with the code OOPS. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code OOPS. Um, dude, I had something pretty funny happen. I went to dinner with my dad. Uh, Sugarfish. He picked, oh. he picked up the bill this time. Wow. And, uh, dude, this is great. So, you know, so a Sugarfish, very, 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 very rarely, they'll fuck up at Sugarfish. Mm-hmm. And they'll skip, a, they'll skip a course. I've had this. Or, if you're lucky, they'll bring you a course that you weren't supposed to get. I've had that, too. And then you get to keep it. Yeah. So. <laughs> when you say you get to keep it, do you mean because you eat it so quickly that they don't realize they've made the mistake? So. That too, but like they all, they offer they offer it to you also. If you uh-huh. don't just eat it because you think it's wrong, once they put it down, they have to throw it out. So they're like, you can have it. Uh-huh. So unless, as if you are open to whatever they've just served you, you can have it. It's yours. Cool. So 
it's it's interesting though. That's that's important here because we're eating. We both ordered the same thing, and sometimes you'll get something a little faster than I get it. But you're supposed to eat it right away. They yeah. say best enjoyed right away. Right. So we're getting our regularly scheduled programming, and then I get four pieces of sushi, which typically the sushi part of the meal with what I order, you get two flights of two flights of six pieces, pairs of two. Yeah. Right? Occasionally. The, the special of the day will be like eel or something that they intentionally serve at the end. So it's not crazy to just get four pieces because you might get another two later. So there's no point in even questioning. So I get these four pieces. I eat them. Guy comes out. He's like, hey, there's been a mistake. Um, you weren't supposed to get those. But that's great that you ate them and you enjoyed them. You should have seen how sad my dad was. <laughs> he was fucking crushed, dude. <laughs> that it wasn't him? He was crushed that he didn't get to... Because if we had known beforehand, we'd have shared... Split it. We would have shared the mistake. That he, that he didn't get to take part in the bonus mistake. He could not hide his disappointment and oh, sadness. man. And especially because he's even said he's been vocal about the point that New York sushi... High quote high end New York sushi um, has ruined his sushi eating experience sure. back home. Sure, because his baseline for the quality now is so high. So for him to miss out on this opportunity, I had to give him a couple pieces of my final flight. Are you kidding? I gave him two pieces of my final sushi pour, and I insisted. He goes, "No, no, no." I'm like, "You, you must." Why didn't you just order another plate of the mistake sushi? Because that would just pump pump the bill up. You know? Yeah, but then you would get those two plates for the price of one, and he would have the experience. 100%, but to him, it's not worth it to cough up the cash. Wow. So the free sushi, he missed out on it. He was crushed, and I had to allocate a couple extra for the boys because we're only as good as our weakest link here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Had to cough it up, dude. I'm trying to think, for me, the absolution <laughs> of FOMO for your dad, right? What is the cost of that? <laughs> you determined it's a couple pieces of your own sushi. But were you giving him full, like, let's say... Nigiri, yeah. Sorry. But my, but my question is... You get two pieces later on in a course. Are you giving him both of those? No, no. I, so I got... So it was supposed to be six pieces and six pieces were the two sushi flights of the meal. I received four with the mistake. So when I received my final six, I gave him two pieces, one from two of the pairs. Good. Yeah. Because I didn't want you to yeah. miss a whole taste. Exactly. I'm not giving up both albacore. Right. Know, he gets one. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Huh? <laughs> what are we talking about here? It does remind me of the phone, the, like your dad's missing out disappointment is as poignant to him as when I used to miss out on the raffles. I would say it's similar. Yeah. And he has this really nice boyish way about him where these little things do really excite him. Like minor, minor details. Yeah. He'll just be like, uh, he'll he'll talk to me about the beverage cart on the plane. He'll be like, oh, they had, like, you know, he'll be impressed that they had a specific kind of soda. Like I've yeah. never heard another adult do that. I, I, I love <laughs> the friendship that you and your dad have. Yeah. Because I'm friends with my dad too, but we, we really find that, on on the golf course i would say interesting whereas you and your dad go on like couples vacations so the the one that we went on was the only time we've ever done that i see but again it was 
like I described, like somehow I felt like we we have sw- swapped roles, mm-hmm. and he is now my son because he's never done so many <laughs> yeah, of these things. Yeah. He's swimming right. for a long time. Right. You know, that's like a, the boy thing to do. Sure. And he goes, "You saw me out there swimming." <laughs> 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 Dude, it's like, and then he goes, I was working on my stroke. And then he talks about how he floated. Uh-huh. These are all like boy things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have seen all the shells underwater. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Look what I found. You know, dude, There, there's this wonderful thing, I think, about uh, our parents and versus our generation. where, And most people would say it's not good. But our parents came up in a time of save your money, save your money, mm-hmm. you know, buy a house, build your life, keep things simple. Um, and uh, we are not like that. Yeah. We have become the generation of immediate gratification. Right. We'll, f- we'll buy everything you can right now and we'll figure out how to pay for it later. You know, the, the true adoption and incorporation of, of credits credit cards and, 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 and taking loans and all of that, um, which has the positive manifestation of that is that we have cornered luxury <laughs> right. in a way that are, is, is so foreign to our parents. Right. And I have been the absolute quarterback behind pushing my parents to spend more of their money Interesting. and, you know, upgrade and, right, and, right, and, right, and, right. and allow themselves to have nice things, which is absolutely within their budget. Right. But they are so locked into a mindset of like, my mom has said to me, you know. Is that like Great Depression parents? I think it is. That's what it must be. Their parents went through the depression yeah. as kids and right. lost everything. Right. And it took a long, long time. Also, you know, the 1970s when uh, the inflation became rampant, it took 20 or more years for the economy to recover. You know, we've only ever had recessions where, you know, the 2008, the economy was back in in six or eight years. I don't know. I think Uh, less. Maybe even less. I mean, and then, you know, sure enough, the COVID Mm-hmm. recession we were back within a year so we've only we've never known the long winter mm-hmm. um and there may be a reckoning coming but for now it's it's just been we've we're children of the summer as they right, say in right, game, right. game of thrones I like that. um anyway so yeah my mom has said to me things like uh we need to save our money so that we can pass it on to you guys and your generation because the world is about to get much more expensive as we reckon with global warming interesting and you're gonna need more money to be able to survive wow and we fucked up the earth wow that's wild like she pictures i owe it to you she pictures us having to buy a fortified home in the mountains you know, wow. to with with like a probably a security system to eradicate ne'er do wells and 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 pirates and stuff, <laughs> oh my God. scavengers and starving you know post apocalyptic road dogs dude. Jesus to live in peace. Oy. And that's going to be expensive. Those Jesus. systems are expensive. Jeez, have you ever seen the Purge? Uh, like I don't think I've actually watched the whole thing, but I know like what it's about. Yeah. Um, the first one was pretty good. 
but it, you know he has these high-end doors that wealthy families can mm. afford that totally Keep fortify your house yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy bro yeah um, but dude yeah i think about this like if my dad and i were to go on another trip and like if i were to get upgraded i wonder if i would like give him my upgrade i think you have to <laughs> right i don't know like if he pays maybe but if he doesn't then i don't know what I think, do you pays you no i'm saying if i paid for my own flight oh and i get upgraded do i give it to him i think you should Potentially, right? Depends on how long the flight is. Well, not it, even then. It would, it would probably be no. It couldn't be anything too far. I think it would mean more to him. I think so too. I think so too. I think it would mean more to him. I think so too. You know, All we right, have Dad, our whole lives to get pal. upgraded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're getting upgraded. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Well, gee, while well, you were out roaming the streets of New York, <laughs> waiting for your apartment to reopen uh, and become available you to you again. I was sleeping soundly thanks to the soporific effect mm. of my delicious dad grass. It's good stuff, man. Oh, the best CBD and hemp joints you could possibly find. Rolled so well. Not going to send you to the moon the mm-hmm. way your hardcore weed does. Just a gentle, nice and easy uh, sort of come down from the day. It's super chill, man. Yeah. It's about as chill as it gets. All Diagrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. All you got to do is go to diagrass.com slash oops to check out some of the products. Right now, Diagrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to diagrass.com slash oops. Go to diagrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's diagrass.com slash oops. So, guys, thank you for sending emails. We got a solid little wave of them. Uh, also, congrats to the community, 10K on the YouTube channel. Let's go. That's big for the boys. Ooh. I mean, when we moved over here, we had, what, 6,000 maybe? 4,000? I don't even know. 6,000 Yeah, probably? we're crushing it, baby. Let's nice. fucking go. Awesome. Um, okay, we got a good email. This is a fun one. Uh, and shout out to Oops the Podcast for being able to get this an email like this. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I have a perfect question that needs an answer from two straight males. I'm a lesbian in my 30s, and I started going into a new coffee shop. Lo and behold, I saw the most beautiful woman working there. I kept going back, and each time she took my order, I became more attracted to her. She definitely didn't give me any gay vibes, but I've dated straight women before, so I put that nonsense aside. (laughs) Got a predator on our hands. Uh, (laughs) Um, I decided to give her my number and ask her out. Unfortunately, she never texted me and refused to make eye contact with me on my weekly coffee trip. I consider going someplace else, but the coffee is literally the best in the area, and I'm not going to lie, I wanted to see her. I have not made any more attempts to ask her out or flirt. I keep it casual with a simple hello and thank you exchanges. Side note, she makes eye contact now. Here's the problem. I now have seen the second most beautiful girl working there. I want to ask her out, but also don't want to be that lesbian that constantly asks people out in the same workplace. What should I do? Should I should I find a different girl someplace else? Also, any advice on asking? I'm sorry. Also, any advice on asking women out in general? Wow. Okay. So, you know, salute to this absolute go getter. Yeah. Seriously. And what a also, legend, dude. I mean, and and also fearless woman yeah. who not only asked someone out and then didn't succeed. I guess you'd say. But continued to go to that coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. I think you're already putting yourself in a rare category yeah. at, at that point. That, like that of someone who can continue daily yeah. to encounter rejection without without needing to go find another coffee shop. Right. Um, but 
I think if that's who you are, then absolutely there's no problem in asking the second woman out. However, if you get rejected on that one, you have to find a new coffee shop. <laughs> that is very funny. Because, true. because if that woman says no and you keep going, then those two women will just start telling everyone else there like, oh, watch out for this woman. She's a serial ask-outer and continues to come and make us all uncomfortable. Right, 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 right. Um, dude, it's funny. But one thing I will say, though, this behavior, this is how you get the W, dude. It sure is. You know, you got to play to win. Persistent Don't man. play not to lose. Play to win. Persistent womaning. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, so this is what I'll say, though. Okay, you asked her out. She said no, and then you dropped it. That's the difference between this situation and me with CVS lady, where every time I walk in, oh, he's here. Still, dude. And it makes me uncomfortable. And if I'm not feeling like 100%, like if I don't feel like I look my best, I don't even want to go in there. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with the possibility of, oh, you letting yourself go. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she, why would she not say that? Right. Completely different thing. But anyway, so <laughs> the, the, fact that, the fact that you're going, trying, failing, it's okay. Like you're yeah. not pushing it and like, okay, the person's a little uncomfortable, but she's back now. She's looking at you again. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that girl would be relieved to find out that you now have a new crush or this is a bidding war. Now suddenly you've pinned them against each other <laughs> <laughs> and they want to get your attention. Now I say, absolutely go for it with the second girl. I feel you Francis on what you're saying about you got to find a new coffee shop. That may be true. If things get too weird, because you know, they may even ask you to find a new coffee shop. They may give you the old James Corden treatment mm-hmm. issue, the ban. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But no, listen, you, you, there's nothing wrong with looking for love. You got to go out there and, right. and get and try your best. And I love that you're such a romantic that you're just finding the quote, most beautiful women in the entire world in the same place. Right. Clearly they're elsewhere too. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go live your truth. And, uh, yeah, do it delicately because you want to keep going there. I, I can't help but wonder if this, if our, if our hero, if our heroine, <laughs> would think that these women, women were as attractive as they are, if the coffee wasn't as good as it is. It's a hell of a question. Do you know what I mean? It's a hell of a question. Is, is the is the elixir of the coffee creating <laughs> a false light? Um, on on the baristas who are making it, hundred percent vibe check, dude. In the, it's the same bartenders. If at great bars that you have a great time at, who make really good cocktails, receive per, perhaps a, an elevated uh, assessment of their of their attractiveness. Totally. Which, by the way, I want to add this real quick before the episode ends. Uh, was in Salt Lake City. Went out to drinks with uh, some people after the show. Had a great time. Went to this bar. They're like, and this was so nice of you guys. Thank you for doing this. They're like, we want to take you to a place that makes a good Negroni. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. They're like, as you de- redevelop your taste buds. So I was like, even better. So I go to the bar. And <laughs> this is the thing I find interesting about, quote, smaller markets. Where like, it seems as if the people who work in these places are way more excited to be there. So like the mixologist guy was just so engaged and he did something that I've never seen in a bigger city. He go, I go, can I get a Negroni? He goes, yeah, but do you want a white Negroni? I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I do. Oh my God. So then he made me a normal Negroni and a white Negroni gave me them both. And he goes, take a sip of that. No. And dude, oh my God. He did the straw thing where he like held the bottom of it and tasted tasted it. And he goes, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
He was thrilled and the shit was fire. And I was like, dude, that's amazing. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get it on the menu. And I was like, dude, hell yeah. And then that was it. This is <laughs> eerie because at our party, I made a Negroni for a guy who considered himself a Negroni specialist. Oh, wow. And as I was making it, he said, have you ever had a white Negroni? Stop it. And I'd what? never heard of Stop that. Stop it. I'd never heard of it. Wow. And he gave me his recipe. He said, I make a, a really mean white Negroni. That's crazy. Are, are we going to be? Are we about to become white Negroni guys? <laughs> we might, dude. We I gotta, think we might be. We might start to become the white Negroni guy. Wow. What was uh, the difference? You'd love was to see it. there a difference in taste? There's a different yeah, ingredient. Yeah, a different... I don't know how he made it or you what make, he made it wait, This guy, I was told that instead of using, uh, you know... I think uh, instead of using maybe sweet vermouth, you use lilay, which wow. is that sweet kind of white wine. Interesting. Uh, and that's what makes it. And, and maybe there's a substitute as well for the Campari. Suze. Um, Suze. Yeah, interesting. Um, dude, sick. You yeah. Know, I have to fire some of those puppies up. We might have to. All right, I'm going to work <laughs> on it. I'm going to get on it. Um, last thing I'll say is that uh, I've had to... One time, I, w- I used to go to this matcha place mm-hmm. in the afternoons for a little pick-me-up. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there was a, a woman there who made me great this great matcha drink. And I would go all the time, and she was always super nice to me. Sometimes she would give me the drinks for free. Sick. And I kind of knew she maybe had a crush on me There's or an something. Opening, yeah. And then sure enough, she like one day wrote her number on a napkin and gave it to me and was like, I'd love to take you out sometime. Wow. And I could no longer go to the place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had to stop going. I'll tell you what though. That's, that's a different dynamic. That's a reverse dynamic. Yeah. Somebody told me about this too at the weed place he goes to, which I guess you can just buy weed in stores in New York. I don't really understand what's going on with that. Uh, the girl at the weed place asked him out and now he doesn't go there anymore. Yeah. I can't go. I can't go. And you know, it's, shitty because i really liked that matcha drink so what you can do in that situation is be like that's really really like wow like i'm 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 blushing i'm so i can't believe it i have a girlfriend yeah but in another world i would accept for sure i'm too aware of their feelings in a way yeah that sounds self-aggrandizing but it's fair but my point is she can't go find a new job but she, why would she want? Why would she? If, uh, if it's so, if, if uh, my rejection of her is uncomfortable for her, I got you. The me continuing to come is like an act of. I, I don't know. It's much easier for me to find a new matcha place than for her to switch jobs to avoid you. me. I feel you. I feel you. And I, I respect that. So that's why I stopped going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and the only thing I can think of is like. Unless, like, I sometimes give off a little bit of a flirty vibe, mm. which would then open me up for something like that happening, in which case, I, I agree with what you're saying, maybe they would have taken it as if I was flirting with them, but in reality, I wasn't and I'm not interested. Or the type of person who would do that maybe wouldn't feel that ashamed. Mm. Does that make sense? I, I agree. I, I agree. Know. I think that anyone who works in an establishment and asks a regular customer out is probably aware of the pitfalls right. and is not so nervous about the consequences as to not be able to live with them should they happen. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Fair. Awesome. Cool. Wow. Oops the pee, baby. Yeah, that's it. Ripping, ripping, fucking rip. 
we appreciate you guys listening. Send us more emails and thoughts to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. And we've got facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. So. I don't have the rest of the song today. But. <laughs> Chokehold. Chokehold. Ten seconds is the maximum amount of time to subdue the person. Uh, the maximum at, amount of time before they will so, die. No, so ten seconds is what's suggested. You should release after ten seconds. Got it. Anything after fifteen seconds is going to cause permanent damage <laughs> or death. Jesus, Jeez. it's a small window, dude. And then a couple things about falling. So people usually survive falls from twenty to twenty-five feet. Only half of the people who fall three stories survive. And then a pro tip in case you ever find yourself falling. No matter what height you fall from, you should always try to land on your feet. Mm. Landing feet first concentrates the impact force on a small area, allowing your feet and legs to absorb the worst of the blow. If you're in any other position, try to right yourself before you hit the ground. Yeah, because all your vital organs for survival are within your torso, your head. Waist up. Um, and, And you could break both your legs, but that would sort of cushion your fall. I also saw a story. There's a man that survived a 47-story fall. Oh he was a window wiper. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Unreal. Okay, cool. That's Oops the Podcast. Julio, may we find you anywhere performing live comedy? November 12th, Blind Pig, Ann Arbor, notjulio.com. Awesome. Thanks, guys.